We have a big shocker about how financially prepared Americans are for retirement. Get ready for a big surprise, including the results of our latest Money with Friends quiz. That and so much more on this episode of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. Coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show, my mom's half-finished basement. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. By the way, Bobby, I like that name, Joust. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. PayArmor, Joust's invoice payment guarantee product, supports the 71% of gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. I think the word experiences is underselling. Imagine if you don't get paid. Uh, you can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF and enter the promo code money with friends and you'll get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF. Big thanks to Joust. And today, Bobby, we always talk about bad news when it comes to retirement. But today, I think we might have some good news. We do have some good news. I'm excited to share it. Yes. Good news on YouTube where we're doing this live, but let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money headlines explain six days a week. That can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. All right. This piece comes to us from Napa-Net. That's the National Association of Plan Advisors, uh, the place where people that manage 401ks and other retirement plans, pension funds, where they hang out. So uh, this is written by them uh, and Ted Godbout. It says... Retire more Americans move into retirement savings green zone. Americans saving for retirement have steadily improved their retirement readiness score over the last 15 years, but there's still work to be done. Fidelity Investments reveals in its biennial retirement savings assessment. According to the study, America's retirement score now stands at 83, meaning the typical household saving for retirement is on track to have about 83% of the income the firm estimates they will need to cover retirement costs. A significant improvement from 2006 when the readiness score was just 62. As a result, the retirement uh, overall retirement scores moved to the so-called green zone for the first time ever. Overall, 37% of households are on target in the dark green zone, up from 32% in 2018, meaning they're projected to be able to cover more than 95% of total estimated expenses, while 17% are in the green zone, meaning they can cover from 81 to 95% of their estimated expenses. Even with this improvement, the study reveals, however, that 28% of those surveyed remain in the red zone, meaning that they're projected to cover less than 65% of estimated expenses and significant adjustments. Their planned retirement lifestyle will be needed if they don't address the shortfall. 
findings in the study are compromised are comprised of an analysis of the overall retirement readiness of American households based on data such as workplace and individual savings accounts, social security benefits, pension benefits, inheritances, home equity, and business ownership. Advisor advantage. This year, 23% of respondents reported working with a paid professional financial advisor, which is a much higher than 2018 levels, which was 22%. For those who do have an advisor, the median retirement score is 89, while for those who do not, the score is 81. Notably, even when controlling for income, advisor users still have a higher retirement score than those without one. For those making under $100,000, the retirement score increases from 80 to 87 with an advisor. For those making over $100,000, the score increases from 83 to 89. As to the generational differences, millennials continue to show a commitment to saving, saying at saving at the same rate as Gen Xers, despite being farther from retirement age. In 2020, millennials have a retirement score of 82 and are in the green zone as compared to Gen Xers who are in the yellow zone at 80. Wow. Miss Joe. That we're is, looking in the mirror. We are Gen Xers. I, I, I know. I, I, uh, I took this myself uh, when I read this. I went into, you can go to fidelity.com and create my accounts at Fidelity, but I know they have some pretty robust tools. I used to use them all the time when I was an advisor, um, use a lot of their tools. So I went in, I created a free account and I, and I looked at this and played with a bunch of numbers to see like what the different zones were. And it was really cool. I'll, this is not a Fidelity commercial, but I will say that this was really cool to go in and see what zone you're in, you know, and, and the projections and how your long your money would last. And, and, um, and I think it, I think it gives your retirement, um, a little more meaning. You know, we talked about on Saturday show, we talked about how getting with the Secure Act, this monthly number gives it meaning. This idea Fidelity have of giving it dark green, light green, yellow, and red also gives it meaning. Yeah. I think this is really um, granular in a very good, relatable way. And I think I'm going to go and take this test because I would like to know. Um, I'm hopeful. I know that I used to run the models when I was at Reuters, they had something in our retirement plan and I would run it and look at that data to make sure that I was on track. But I think that more information in this case is always a good thing. Let's peel off both of these pieces because there's two different discussions here. I think the first thing is just more people being in the green zone than were in the green zone earlier in the, in the, the decade of the last 15 years. What do you think the reason is? Is it um, is it the the run up of the bull market? Is it the fact that four hundred one ks have been around longer and kind of everybody has a four hundred one k and few people have pensions and so people are taking more responsibility? Why do you think that so many more people are doing so much better? I think that there's more information out there. I think that because millennials in particular, so millennials are basically doing better for their age than we are. Yeah. The, they are much more financially aware because they've had to deal with a whole different set of financial matters. I mean, they witnessed 2008. They have participated in, uh, you know, the student loan crisis, many of them. And they're seeing how much Gen Xers, how many mistakes, frankly, we've made. And we, we shopped a lot in our teens and 20s. We did a lot of spending and we had this big economic boom and bust and they saw that. They saw what happened with credit cards. They saw what happened with housing and they're a little scared. 
And so there's a lot more of an urgency, I think, to them than uh, we had at that age. And so also, I would say there's more information available just because they have digital resources, the internet and the democratization of information is really important. Even marketing, even though it can sometimes not be that good, the fact is we've had so many places where you can buy stocks that advertise to the everyday person now for good or for bad, it still creates an awareness. The fact that you can trade a stock for free now. When when I started, I think it was down to like $29 at you know places like Schwab and Fidelity. Before I was investing, it was really expensive. I think bucks. When I yeah, when I started as an advisor, it was a hundred bucks, 120 bucks. Yeah. So now the barrier to entry is much lower. And also the awareness again and the fear factor. They're afraid. My stepdaughter comes in and is now actively six months into her working career asking me questions. It's They're interested. Uh, I was um I was uh talking to some people in the lending business uh, last week while I was uh, visiting uh, all you crazy people in New York City. And somebody in lending was telling me that uh, they actually had to change their advertising for this particular company because of the fact that people, they said millennials uh, are not ashamed of their debt like Gen Xers are uh, as much. Obviously, taking a huge number of people and lumping them into one group, but studies show that millennials, I guess, as a group are less ashamed of their debt and more willing to talk openly about having to assess their debt or take control of their debt. Um, and they didn't really feel out of control like a lot of Gen Xers do. I mean, I remember being in college and having a friend who took out new credit cards to pay off her old credit cards. And she would talk all the time about how she was out of control. And yeah. the second her dad found out, by the way, she said she was going to get killed. I don't even know how that story finished. I didn't want to be near that because it was going to go badly. Look, I do remember as a teenager, I mean, shopping was viewed as an activity. You would go to the mall. Right. And it was something to do. And now culturally that has changed. Shopping is functional. It's, you know, you're buying something because you need it in many cases. That's not to say there's not a lot of discretionary spending that goes on. But culturally, the mindset I do think has changed. And I think that they've learned from our mistakes, a lot of millennials. They're just a lot more financially savvy because they've been hit with so much more. We sort of lived in this la-la land for a long time. The second piece, speaking of la-la land, where I think a lot of people are in la-la land, Bobby, is this advisor piece. So many times I see in online communities, people go, well, I wouldn't pay an advisor because of blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Having somebody in your corner who you care emotionally about your goals. They don't care emotionally about your goals. They just know the path. They they are somebody else who's smart in a different way than you are, who maybe is looking at your Achilles heel and helping you solve those issues. This, this hammers on the head that the expense for a bunch of people is totally worth it. It's yeah. totally worth it to have somebody. And you don't have to pay them a ton of money. I just, I don't know. I get so angry when I see online people encouraging people. No, 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 no. Don't hire advisors. So you think not having smart people in your corner is a bad idea. You think having smart people in your corner is a bad idea. Like that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The other thing. So you know how you don't want to disappoint your um, nutrition coach? Right. right? right. We talked about this. Um, Joe's on a very uh, healthy diet and he thinks about his diet coach before he makes a mistake. So 
I have the same thing. I have a financial advisor and I've been tempted, for example, if I want to pay for something and I want to take some money out of an investment account. And just the idea that I have to tell, I'm not going to out her name, but that I have to, I would have to like actively do something. That's I'd have fantastic. To tell her. And it would be, I just don't want to disappoint her <laughs> that it's, I'm not managing my money well. So it's like a thing. And the few times that I have, you know, sold a stock or something over the years to pay for something, you know, usually rather than go into debt or something like that. But I've always felt like I have to like make my case. Like, this is why I'm going to be spending <laughs> this amount of money. You know, we're going to be renovating the kitchen, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I have to work through the courage to basically, you know, you're not asking for your own money, but you're, you're have to say out loud that you are going at this investment account and it's a check. It's a check and balance that you don't just go reach into the candy jar, having a human that you have to talk to about it. I just uh, like if you break your diet and you're accountable to somebody. I, I don't get it. I get that people don't want to pay the fee, but I feel like when you see statistic after statistic, including statistics by Vanguard, right? Which all the people that want to be super cheap, that's the fun family they use. Vanguard even tells you that having an advisor gives you a higher rate of return on your money. Just saying it, it is. And I'm not an advisor anymore, guys. So it just still drives me crazy. All right. Enough of that. I'm not going to rant about uh, these we again. We did do an Instagram quiz. Yeah. We, at the top. So we have to do it. We can't forget it. Um, so we asked. We asked our Instagram audience, which is at Money Friends Pod, if you want to participate next time. What percentage of Americans have retirement savings on track to cover 95% of their expenses? And for those of you who are listening closely, um, the answer uh, was near the top of the article. Um, it was 30, where is it? I'm saying that, but then I can't find it. Oh, that was where we said they're projected to cover um, 37% of households are on target to be able to cover 95%. And that was up, by the way, from 32. So what do you think? How did our audience do, Joe? Uh, I would guess that they would, most people would guess that they weren't doing as good as that. Because usually what we hear in the news is that people aren't doing as good as this piece says that people are. Yeah, you're exactly right. People were not, did not have faith. They, uh, the most popular answer by far was 18%. When we know from what I just read, it was 37%. And in fact, 37% came in third. Wow. Um, and in fact, the, so the, the choices were 37%, 50%, 18%, and 5%. 18% came in first. 5% came in second. So that's really pessimistic, guys. And then 37% came in just behind that. And then I put in one number that was higher just to see if people would go for that and be have more confidence in our fellow Americans. And 50% literally got one vote. So, I mean, nobody was really, yeah. But maybe that's a good thing in some ways because and maybe that's a reason why people are doing better is we keep hearing over and over and over, even in you know the biggest major media sources that everybody's behind on retirement, right? I, yeah. I mean, if there's one thing that everybody I think knows is that we're behind as a group, we're behind. That is new to nobody. You could you could be under a log, and you still know that the average person's behind. So maybe that's a reason why people are doing better. I mean, and to be clear, thirty seven percent is not exactly great. <laughs> no, right. Good I mean, point. the vast majority are not on track. So it's not like that's a good number. It's just that we thought it was worse. People thought it was even worse. <laughs> And, and I, I am happy it's getting better. We're on a good trajectory. 
Uh, this is funny. Uh, ML says, why save when you can make $4 million off of $10,000 YOLOing into Tesla? <laughs> thousand bucks. Well, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> it's not don't fight the crowd. It's not don't fight, don't fight the flow. It's so great. I don't, I don't need a plan. I, I just am going to throw it at Elon Musk and that's my plan. Yeah. Click my heels together three times and say there's no place like Tesla. And that'll do it. That's my retirement plan. It's what, magic. what could possibly go wrong, Bobby? I'll tell you what could go right for people. You can hang out with us while I make the show like ML and Bill and Kevin and Michelle right now. We are on YouTube today to join us at our YouTube channel. Head to youtube.com uh, forward slash MWF. Um, we're going to have more later, but what's that? Is that our URL here? I think you just go to YouTube. Is it? No, actually, I take that back. That is not our, isn't that funny? Uh, It's youtube.com. And then you have to put in money with friends. Sorry, guys. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Very, very good. Link also, you know what? We're going to put a link to our YouTube channel in our uh, Instagram profile. Yes. We'll do that. And in just a second, we're going to have our takeaways uh, for today's show. But before we get to that, you know, a big part of financial independence for a lot of people and getting to that dark green zone, Bobby, that involves having a side hustle or starting your own business. I mean, more people today than ever are starting their own business. And there is nothing like the thrill of starting a business. And there's also nothing like the frustration of not getting paid when you, in good faith, work with somebody. Well, guess what? That. Yeah. When you start yeah. your business, take it seriously enough to work on it professionally. And that's where Joust comes in. Thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. If you've ever thought about starting your own business, perhaps you wanted to begin a side passion project, but you weren't sure where to begin. Ensuring a steady income is always going to be one of the first things you think of and could be the reason why you don't eventually take the leap. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Business banking can feel complicated, but Joust makes it super easy. Pay Armor, Joyce, Joust's but Joyce, Joust Invoice Payment Guarantee Product supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. You can sign up for Joust for free at tryjoust.com forward slash MWF. See, Bobby, there's the forward slash MWF right there. There it is. Try.joust.com forward slash MWF. Enter promo code money with friends. You'll get $100 in credit. That's try.joust. J-O-U-S-T dot com slash M-W-F. Banking, taking your banking seriously. You and I were talking about banking just before we we turned on today's show. Get your banking in order, kids. Yes. And get paid. And get paid. Amen. All right. Let's have the payoff on this show. What's your big takeaway, Bobby? I love that all the personal finance news is not all gloom and doom. Knowledge isn't just power. It is success. Something is working here, and hopefully that the news will motivate all of us to do even better. That's fantastic. D- d- do I need to have a takeaway, or can we just end on that? You can top that, Joe. Come on. <laughs> I, I have faith in you. I don't know if I can if I can top that, but 
Y- you know what? Overall, guys, I'm not that interested in the green zone, the the dark green zone, the light green zone, the yellow, the red. I'm interested in my own personal financial plan and uh, and Fidelity's estimates. I've used their tools. They're fantastic tools. Still isn't a comprehensive plan for my very specific retirement goal. So while this is good news, this is fantastic. It's not that hard to get it done yourself. And by the way, if you can't do it yourself, whether you're going to do the numbers or not, working with people who are in your corner that are smart, whether they're paid professionals or just smart people who aren't as emotional about your goal as you are, this story proves again, Bobby, that is a great idea. Love it. Very well said. That's it. Thank you very much. I'm just trying to keep up. Just Mike trying drop. to keep up. All right. That's going to do it for today. Uh, Bobby, how do people participate to help us make the show on Instagram? Our handle on both Instagram and Twitter is at MoneyFriendsPod. You can also learn more about the show and our amazing new cast of thought leaders by going to our website at MoneyWithFriendsPodcast.com. Speaking of thought leaders, Bobby's going to be back with Miss Broke Millennial herself, Erin Lowry tomorrow. So she and Aaron will see you. I'll see you later in the week with Liz Weston. Uh, man, what a great week. Awesome week. It's fantastic. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. We'll see you back here at Money with Friends next time. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.